told you that when Al-Tarebbe left, this is the story of Al-Tarebbe's imprisonment, when Al-Tarebbe left his house, and again, I'm assuming that this is the first arrest, but it's very difficult to know. It's very, very difficult to know. He told his brother-in-law, the Bissol Kozik, to travel to Petenburg, to the capital. To, uh, he didn't tell him why. What made the Bissol Kozik distinct was he dressed Western. He didn't dress like Russian. So it was easy to identify him. And this is the, how they found out that the Alter Rebbe was alive. This is how they found out that the Alter was alive. I told you the story already. With the Shema Yisrael. This was the first opportunity the Alter Rebbe had to communicate with Chazid. The second opportunity the Alter Rebbe had to communicate with Chazidim came from the food the Alter Rebbe was eating. Alter Rebbe was sitting in jail. They were not providing him with kosher food. They tried to force feed him. The Alter Rebbe wouldn't eat. The Sar HaChochmas, the Minister of Culture, or whatever it was, said to the Alter Rebbe that it says in the Gemara, if you take your own love, and kosher is not one of the things of which a person is allowed to be mesa nefesh, so why is Alter Rebbe doing it? And Alter Rebbe said, I may lose my elam but I'm not going to eat today, which is a very interesting answer. I may, be, may lose my elam but I'm not eating today. So he said to the Alter Rebbe, if, is a way I can help you. So this, is, this goes into Gedalim of Halacha. And there's two things you have to understand. You have to understand exactly what the Gedalim of Halacha is. You also have to wonder how precise the story is. In other words, I was reading someplace. These stories are from the Beis Rebbe. This is not from the Fiyidik Rebbe, from the Beis Rebbe. The Beis Rebbe was a Liyadir Chosset. He was a Chabad Chosset, not a Labavcha Chosset. He doesn't bring sources for his stories. There's a rule. His Sefer was written about 100 years ago. Be'er 100 years ago. But it's understood, that maybe he says it explicitly, that the stories that he writes down, he heard from the Tzemach Tzedek's children and grandchildren. In other words, they're stories that were in the family of the Rebbe. It's that's why it's considered so authentic. So how we know the story, I don't know, and exactly what the particulars were, but the Alter Rebbe said to him, he can't eat food now, his stomach is completely shriveled up, he can only eat eingemachts, whatever eingemachts means, and that if he personally will go to a Yid and ask him for the eingemachts, and pick up the plate, the tray of eingemachts himself, bring it to the Alter Rebbe without touching it himself, take it back to that Yid without touching the dirty pot, He'll eat. So he went to the Motchalepla. Motchalepla was a Chabad Chassid, Mavram Zachassid. He lived in Petterburg. Jews, Bechal, not a lot to live in Petterburg. He was a businessman. He was well to do. He had special rights to live in Petterburg. And it says about the Motchalepla that he was a Benyani from Tanya. And, and Chassidim used to marvel. To be a Benyani in a shtetl is realistic. To be a Benyani in Petterburg is almost impossible. So Motchalepla used to say that he's a Benyani from Gaiva. Uh, that means to say when the Yitzhahara comes to him and tells him to do an Aveda, he says, I'm a chosr, the Alter Rebbe, famir pasnesh of Satan and Aveda. And the Alter Rebbe used to say about him, also brought down in Chesidish Svarim, the Svarim of Chesidim, that the Mordechal Lepos Aveda was an oifin of a yigbal libe bedarki Hashem. In other words, his Yiddishkeit came from his goin, from his gaiva. And this minister of culture comes to the Mordechal Lepos, and he kosher angemacht. Mordechal was not a fool, he prepared it. And at the bottom of the tray, he put a note. I want to know who's eating this and where you are. He brought Zal to them and he kept his word. You know, Bakhla, when you bring food to prisoners, they cut it open, they're afraid of contraband and so on. He kept his word. Nobody touched it, not even himself. He brought it out to them. ate it. And he found the note. So he wrote back that he's the one eating the Angemachs. And you should immediately dispatch a Shlich to Vilna. And he left some of it over and he told the guy that Azayd Halacha, that when the person eats food, he shouldn't eat it till the end, he should leave some over. And the guy again kept his word, didn't touch it. So the Mordechai Lepla got the notice. So the dispatch is 
And again, the Shliach comes to Vilna, he has no idea what he's doing in Vilna. In those days, the only way you could tell a chassid from the Mesnagdim, they all had full beards, they were all Yerei Shemayim and Neiteira. The only way you can tell them apart was how they wrapped their film. Because Ashkenaz wrapped their film towards their body, and we wrapped the film away from our body. So, in other words, Al-Tarebbez, Keshet and so forth. So if you wanted to be amongst Mesnagdim, you turned around your Keshet, nobody knew who you were. So he turned around his Keshet, and he started to hang around, and to ascertain where the action was. Vilna was a hub of activity. Al-Tarebbe was in jail, and Vilna was very excited by this whole prospect. And he had to find out where the activities were going on that related to the Al-Tarebbe's case. And he figured it out. He got friendly with this one, with this one, and he found the group of Machar Chedideh. He found the people who were involved in this Machalaki. And he befriended them, and he did what he needed to do to gain their trust. And eventually he figured out what's going on. But why the Alter Rebbe sent him to Vilna? The Alter Rebbe had been asked many questions. This we know. In the Beis Rebbe it says he was asked 23 questions. They now found the trial of Alter Rebbe Taket, the cross-examination paper of Alter Rebbe, and there's 23 questions. The document in this case corroborates the, the oral history exactly. Only problem is the, the questions of the oral history are quite different than the questions that are found in the document. And this is explained, like I told you last time, that the Al-Tarebbe was also asked questions off the record, in addition to the official questions. The Al-Tarebbe had a maturgaman, Al-Tarebbe had his own translator, Al-Tarebbe spoke in Yiddish, who was a chassid, who knew Russian, and he would hear the Russian and say to Al-Tarebbe in Yiddish, and Al-Tarebbe would answer him in Yiddish, translate into Russian, and at a certain point Al-Tarebbe said, this is too complicated, the issues are too sensitive, he would rather write it down. Which was agreed to, but that meant that they had to get someone to translate his text. Now, I have a problem here, because Api Svara, the best person to translate the text of the Alter Rebbe would have been the Rebbe's Achosid. Because Achosid, the Alter Rebbe, is loyal to the Alter Rebbe. He would want the translation to be loyal to the original, I'm imagining. But the bottom line was, after the text was written, it was sent, from what I understand, to three censors, Russian Goyim censors, who, who obviously knew Hebrew and read Svarim all the time for censorship purposes, and they were able to translate these documents. And like I told you, we have both arrests. We have documentation from both arrests. The first arrest, we have Pasha, the original Hebrew of the Alter Rebbe and the Russian translation. The second arrest, my recollection is, mostly we have the Russian. We don't have that much of the, um, of the original Hebrew. And this document arrived in Vilna and to two other places. So the Masnagdim immediately decided that they have to come to this guy, explain to him how terrible the Alter Rebbe is, pay him a bribe to falsify the documents in such a way that would make the Alter Rebbe look criminal. This Chassid was hanging around and he was gathering all this information. And he went to see the censor before them, ahead of them. And he came into the censor and he fell on his knees and he told him who he is. And he says, I'm begging you, just translate authentically. Don't change anything, don't add, please just write what my Rebbe wrote. And he says, I'd be a fool to mistranslate. They're sending it to three censors. If I'm going to translate it wrong, I'll do it correctly. I'm going to look uh, dishonest. I would always translate credibly and so on. He said, but you should know they're going to come and they're going to offer you money. He says, don't worry about it. Anyway, the Misnagdim came. And they offered him Ganeidin and Elam Haba and Shikolav Yosan and a bribe, which he took. 
<laughs> the chassid, I believe, was in the other room listening to this whole conversation. And they left L'chaim Shalom. When they walked out, he came out and said, you told me you're going to translate authentically. So of course I'll translate authentically. So, but you took the bribe. So okay, it's one thing else to do with the other. I took the bribe. So what he did was, what this guy did was, he wrote two translations. One translator sent to the Misnagdim, and the other translation, which was credible. He said to the chassid, in case you don't trust that I'm going to send away the correct translation, you can put it in the mailbox. He gave it to him, go put it in the post box. And um, the, the, later the Misnagdim came back, and he showed them the, trans, the translation that they wanted him to show them, and everybody was happy, and he got his bribe, and thus it is. Anyway, the Alter Rebbe, his case was tried. And he was vindicated. The Rebbe was tried, and he was vindicated. In other words, the government of Russia realized a few things about the Alter Rebbe. I, I want to say something very interesting tangentially. This is brought in the Akdam of Sefer Kadesh. When the Mittal Rebbe was arrested, he wrote a maimer to the government of Russia, to the gubernator, the governor of the state of Vitebsk, where he was held and tried. The toichen of the letter, of the maimer was, he explained him the Esesvides, it's very interesting, the Esesvides, and about Svides Hamalchus. The end was, he explains to this guy that he feels that a person who's a higher position in government has a bigger malach that accompanies him, and he therefore wants that his case should be trialed by the governor of the state, not a lesser judge. This is what I, I think it says, Nagdama says about Kedesh, Middachtam. And it also says in Samvakal of Kedesh that the Amitah Lareb is Maimir, which he wrote to the governor, asking the governor to personally see his case, was, uh, was based on a Maimir that the Alta Rebbe had written to the king of Russia when he was in jail. And the understanding is that he also wanted that the king himself should judge his case. Um, in the document that's printed now, you see Taka the Maimir, but I don't, I don't remember him asking that the king should judge it. The Alter Rebbe has a husband of Esses Fetus. Alter Rebbe has, in other words, the basis of the Bad Kaidish, which is an explanation of the Ten Fetus, you have already in the Alter Rebbe's case. In other words, the Pashtas, the Middle Rebbe, never saw the Alter Rebbe's file. Alter Rebbe didn't bring it home, it stayed in the, in the uh, archives of the government. The Alter Rebbe must have told him what he wrote. And the Middle Rebbe, later on, when he was in jail, wrote a similar maimir with Adich as a husband. And again, if I'm not wrong, the reason was they wanted to be go- judged by a greater judge with the understanding it's more likely that they should get a fair trial. From the Middle Rebbe, we have both now. Everything's printed now. You have the Alter Rebbe's cross-examination. You could read it. You have the Middle Rebbe's Bad Kedish. And if, again, if I'm not wrong, in the Akdom of the Sefer, Bad Kedish, it's a little pamphlet. It's brought down that this is why the Middle Rebbe wrote it. And this is what his request was. I think it says that the Alter Rebbe made a similar request, but in the Alter Rebbe's file, as I remember it, you don't have such a request. You don't have the Alter Rebbe saying, I want to be judged by the king as opposed to by an officer. But this is the story that Chassidim tells that he wanted to be judged dafka by the Melech. And from what I understand is that he was. He was actually judged by the king. And he was vindicated. He wanted to be innocent. You have to remember again. The first time the Alter Rebbe was arrested, nobody even knows why. We don't know why he was arrested. Were the Misnagdim behind it under a false pretense? They created this Hirschman Baruch, this fictitious name. Uh, maybe. But we don't know. The government of Russia arrested the Alter Rebbe without really knowing why. They arrested the Alter Rebbe just in case. You know, in Russia in those days, they was guilty to proven innocent. It's not a democracy. They took the Alter Rebbe in. They arrested many, many Hasidim. Many, oh, 30, 40 Hasidim. From Minsk and from Shklov and from Vilna. And they held them in different places. 
um, until the Alter Rebbe was tried. So when the when Rebbe was judged, and it became very clear that whoever it is that was behind this libel, first of all, does not exist. And second of all, his complaints are not legitimate. The Rebbe was let go. But the government of Russia learned a few other things. First of all, they learned that there's a concept called chassidim. And the chassidim are a new kind of yid. Not chassidim, something different, but with a new energy. And that they're very, very powerful. They're growing in numbers. And that the dedication between the followers and the leaders is very, very strong. In other words, they realize that the Altareb is a holy man and he's a brilliant man, but he's also a very, very powerful man. And in Russia, you don't want anybody to have power except yourself. So this was reason enough to be a little bit suspect, suspicious of the Altareb. Not that they had any reason to think that Altareb was going to undermine them, but he was, he was a power to be reckoned. The end of the story is that this kiss of Rebbe was freed. This kiss of late in the afternoon, Dr. Rebbe was allowed to leave his imprisonment and he, he asked, what do you want? They asked him, where do you want to go? He says, I have a chassid in Petterberg named Ramad Chalepler, the same Ramad Chalepler who had been feeding him. Take me to his house. And they dropped him after Ramad Chalepler. Now this come of a Kamasipurim, you should know, about the Tkuf of Dr. Rebbe's arrest. We know of Hasidim who fasted every day. We know of a chassid who, he was an old, old man and because of his fast, he pushed it, passed away. And before he passed away, he came to his chassid, his friends, and he says, when al is released from prison, you have to come to my kever and say l'chayim. And that he came to his friends, he came to his friends in a dream, mamish days after he died, with the pursuit of teva, that l'mayla, they already vindicated al There's a maise with a, from the Friedrich Rebbe, with a bezden that was made, that involved rashbi, and a few great g'daylim, and that they passed also that the Alter Rebbe has to be released from prison. I, I, I should know the details of the story, but I don't, so I cannot tell it to you. There's a lot of stories about the, what happened by the Chassidim during the time that Alter Rebbe was in jail. He was free to Tzkislev. Tzkislev was the Yerzeit of his Rebbe, the Medrash Magid. And 36 years before, in Tovkuf Lamed Gimel, on the day of the middle of Medrash Magid, his Talkus, the Medrash Magid had said to the Alter Rebbe, Tzkislev is under the Lulut. Today is our Yom Tif. 36 years later, Al-Tareb was released from prison. Al-Tareb was let go in front of the house of Ramot Chalepler and he became disoriented. It was a duplex, a two-family house, and downstairs lived the head of the Misnagdom in Bedeble. Interesting. His name was Abnotan Notkin. And Al-Tareb knocked on his door instead of Ramot Chalepler's door. All the Chassidim who were able to be in Bedeble were already informed that Al-Tareb is coming. So they gathered. For them it was a big yomtev, obviously. When Al Tareb was taken away, it was considered Bekuach Nefesh. Al Tareb was released from prison. He said, Tzolas Nefesh. It was a very, very big Simcha Bechsinim. But he knocks on the wrong door. Not to not to, and opens the door. And there's the Al Tareb. He invited him in. And he offered him a glass of tea. And he started asking questions. He said, I want to ask him questions. So he started asking questions on Chassidus. Tainus Ahin, Tainus Ahed, all the kashas. You know, I mean, he was talking about all kinds of Tainus. The changing of the Nusach. The changing of Hashidim and Hagim. The dancing, the singing, the the overflowing simcha and so on. And um, the conversation started amicably, but as the conversation went on, it became much more animated. The Vaila upstairs, the Chassidim are waiting, and the Altar is not showing up. The end of the story was that after a few hours, they pushed it, went out to the street to, to look for him, and they heard the not nothing screaming. Naritzach is not good, you have to say Kesef, they should write it. So they understood, so they knocked on the door. And the Natanatkin wasn't open the door, so they broke open the door and they came in. Al-Tareb is sitting with his head in his hands, distraught, very upset. The glass of tea is unfinished or undrunk. 
And the Notanotkin sees these uninvited guests, he starts backing away. One of the Hasidim wanted to uh, give him something by which he would be able to remember him. And Dr. Rebbe said, do not touch him because he, he hosted me. Give me glass of tea, you have to have covered They shouldn't hit him. But it was a chassid there, it was not a chassid. He said, it was not Malta Rebbe's chassid. He says, I'm not your chassid, I can do whatever I want. And he made sure that not nothing would remember the visit. And the Mordecha Lepa said to Alter Rebbe, let's go. So Alter Rebbe says, wait, I have to finish my glass of tea. Someone hosted me, he finished his glass of tea. The Mordecha Lepa put his hand on Alter Rebbe's arm and they led him upstairs. By the time Alter Rebbe went upstairs, it was already Chof, it was night. Chof kissed him. And this is what Hasidim explained. It says in the Sikhs that two years before, when the Tanya was printed, the Alter Rebbe begged that the Tanya should be ready to be learned in Yitesh Kislev. Lepeil, it wasn't ready till Chof Kislev. When the Alter Rebbe heard that the Tanya was delayed until Chof Kislev, the Alter Rebbe said three times, Chof Kislev, Chof Kislev, Chof Kislev, and he sighed, Akrechts Gitan. And uh, this, people understood the three hours that he spent in the half in the house of the Misnagid was the three times Chof Kislev. And the Alter Rebbe would say that the three hours in the house of the Misnagdim were more painful to him than the whole 53 years in jail. They bothered him very deeply. Wherever the news reached, it took a while, it took a few days all over Russia. So instead of this avail, it was a gavaldika, gavaldika simcha. Unbelievable simcha by Chesid. Now there's a couple of things. Number one, the Alter Rebbe wrote letters to his friends and to his Talmidim. We know for sure he wrote such a letter to the Badich I saw a copy of this letter in a sefer from a Pinchas, the Balaflor, who was living in Germany. Dr. Rebbe, I say, sent him a very similar letter. And we that there is a rumor or there's even a document that Dr. Rebbe sent such a letter to the Baruch Mezhbush, who was a big critic of Dr. Rebbe's. In other words, Dr. Rebbe sent this letter to Kama Vakama of his Chaved of Midiyah Magid. And he also sent this letter, in other words, to the Chesidim. And the Toychen of the letter was the nest that happened to him that uh, he was sitting in jail and beyame lula rabba on the grave of the yarta to the mezitcher magid al-trab was saying tilim ukshikarasi beposek podo besholom nafshi mikrovli right koidem sheishalti posuk shalei acharezeh yotzasi besholom yashem shalom the letters printed I was saying tilim and I was saying the posuk podo besholom nafshi before I could start saying the next posuk I went out from my incarceration besholom yavaya shalom the Ebi just called shalom now it's, it's important to point out that why was Alter Rebbe saying Padre B'Shalom? Because the, by the Rabbeim, the Rabbeim always said Tilim. In other words, Tilim is the Vayal which is part of Chitas. The Rabbeim always said Tilim. But there was a Tkufa, but there was Tkufas by the Rabbeim when they said what was called Tilim B'Shufi. Lots of Tilim. Tilim B'Shufi meant that he said Tilim according to the Yemei HaShavuach, the days of the week. This, we know a number of stories in the history of Lubavitch where the Rabbeim either themselves or asked others to say extra tilim. You finish tilim in a week. When al Rebbe was in jail, he was saying tilim b'shufi. Padre b'shalom is yom shlishi. You understand? Padre b'shalom is the 10th day of the month, not the 19th day of the month. But it's Tuesday. al Rebbe was released in prison on Tuesday. Yutas Kislev that year was Tuesday. Chof Kislev was Wednesday. So al Rebbe Pasha was saying tilim based on his seder. And he came to the post, Padre b'shalom nafshi mikrovi kibrab mayimadi. They came to tell him that he's free. Al-Tarebbe wrote this letter. And he added in the letter something very interesting and l'chayda funny, odd. And that is that my vindication, my being freed, happened the officers 
and the ministers and the nations. In other words, Goyim vindicated me. Of course, the Rebbe spoke about this so many times. Why is it so important for the Alter Rebbe to underscore that it was Goyim who vindicated him? In other words, the idea that the Alter Rebbe wrote this because of his hachna for Um Yisraelim is not an acceptable reason. Why does the Alter Rebbe make such a big deal out of the fact that it was Goyim who vindicated him? And the answer that the Rebbe gave is that Goyim is not about Bechidah. Certainly when it comes to Gerem of the Goyim has no free will. So the Alter Rebbe saw the fact that it was Goyim who vindicated him as a raya that this Nitzoche, this Padre B'Sholom was not being done by who knows who, but this Pasha was the Abishtha's message of the Alter Rebbe that the Alter Rebbe is freed from jail, which means to say, in other words, that the Kitrug against Hasidus, the... Uh, the, the criticism, Lamaila against Hasidus, was, was overturned. Hasidus was vindicated, and the redemption of the Alter Rebbe meant the redemption of Hasidus. That from this point forward, the Alter Rebbe is free to Begala Hasidus. He went to jail because he found too much Hasidus. And the fact that he was Yatsa B'Sholem is a raya that Lamaila, it was upgepast, and that the Alter Rebbe is spreading the Hasidus as Besaidah. And if you want to add an important commentary to this, I think a very important commentary to this, you need to understand. Al-Tarebbe went to jail for spreading Hasidus. Al-Tarebbe was a tzaddik. He was Mamash Ishele Kim Kodesh. Al-Tarebbe, his Torah was Emes. There's nothing to talk about. When there was a kitter against the Al-Tarebbe, it really was a kitter against the Hasidim of the Al-Tarebbe. Al-Tarebbe gives you Torah. And you don't utilize it. The Torah that Al-Tarebbe gives you, it, re- it, it reflects on the Al-Tarebbe himself. Who gave him a right to be Megal? Such Torah if no one is learning it. So the Kitrug is not against the Al-Tarebbe per se. The Al-Tarebbe has the Achrayas, his responsibility. But the Kitrug is because Lamaila, the understanding was that Hasidus was being revealed. It was not being utilized. So the Al-Tarebbe is in jail because Hasidim are not the way they're supposed to. So the Padre B'Sholem, according to the same logic, is that Lamaila can argue that Hasidim are not so bad. In other words, that the Al-Tarebbe had a right to be Megal Hasidim. And as a fact, of course, is that after Al-Tarebbe went out of jail, he started with Megal Hasidim much, much more than before. I'll explain that to you later. But there's also another letter which is important. And this letter is printed in Tanya. And Derech Agav, I'm going to mention also a third letter. The Al-Tarebbe wrote a letter to Hasidim that the Hasidim should not go around showing up the Misnagim. It was a war. Don't kid yourself. It was a very bitter Muhammad with the Misnagim. A bitter, a bitter, the Muhammad Misnagim. And um, the Misnagdim felt that they had a justification. Achman Latvan biz blood, till blood, mamish. They lost. Alter was freed, we were vindicated. Chsidim were literally afraid for the Alter Rebbe's life. Now we're jubilant. Who could blame a Chosid for going to his neighbor, the Misnagid, and stubbing his nose at him? So Alter Rebbe wrote a letter. The idea that when you see the Barachas of the Eibishter, the difference in Kedusha and Klippa is that when Klippa sees an abundant bracha for the Eibishter, it becomes a bigger Balgaida. When Kedusha sees a bracha for the Eibishter, it becomes more humble because he recognizes the Yad Hashem and it humbles him. And the Rebbe says, Hasidim should not show up the Misnagdim. They should not in any way uh, use this Nitzachin as a reason or as an opportunity to, to, to mock or to scoff Misnagdim. I mean, you should understand that for an ordinary person, it was almost impossible because the suffering that they had at the end of the Misnagdim in those days was absolutely unbearable. Al-Tarebbe says, do not lasem yad lapeh, put your hand over your mouth, do not in any way, the word lasem not to this, they're in a different case, 
in any way show off the Misnag. And I, I don't know to what extent Chassidim did it. I'm sure many Chassidim did, then maybe there were some who didn't. I know if the Rebbe had written such a letter, I don't think it would have been very effective. But al Rebbe had different Chassidim. Another letter, and this is Derech Agav, when the Vilna Gaon passed away, which was, two, which was a year earlier, al Rebbe wrote a letter to Chassidim. I don't know if, if someone was right away. That Chassidim should not speak against the Vilna Gaon. People should not uh, use his death as an opportunity to celebrate. These are two very interesting letters that the Alter Rebbe wrote. Now, we have to stop now. I just want to say, the Alter Rebbe never really fully celebrated his Chagag The following year, Tufkuf Samach, we know for a fact that the Alter Rebbe said a Maimed, which is based on the Maimed that the Rebbe said the first year after he was released from prison. The Rebbe Rashab, I think, said a Maimed Baruch Shazanisim, which is based on the Alter Rebbe's Maimed, and the Rebbe said a Baruch Shazanisim, the Rebbe Rashab. I think that today all these memoirs are printed. I'm not sure, but for sure the Rebbe Rashab's Maimed, and the Rebbe's Maimed is Baruch Shazanisim. But it was very low key. The Alter Rebbe did not make a very big Surah Apparently, the Alter Rebbe had Fashtanen that he's not finished yet. In other words, two years later he was arrested again. And it was only in Samach Beis, which was the Yitzh Kislev after his redemption from the second arrest, that the Altarebbe made a Shturub Dekayom Dev Yitzh Kislev. Okay, we'll stop here. Okay, good.